96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you to retire the job and keep that paycheck. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and with me is Bryce Payne. Today, well, you folks have filled up our mailbag, so we're going to reach deep in there and try to answer some of your questions. So stay tuned for that. Good morning, Bryce. How you doing? Doug, I'm doing well. Um, beautiful, beautiful weather here we've been having lately, and I'm just so excited for it. And I, I know you are as well. You got to spend some time up at your uh, your cabin up there in Banner Elk recently. I presume that's all looking nice. Well, it was, but I'll tell you what, we had the craziest weather I think I've ever seen. Oh, really? It snowed heavily for 15, 20 minutes. Did it really? I didn't then, know that. No, listen. Then it cleared up. The sun came out for 15, 20 minutes. Then it snowed heavily again for 15, 20, and it repeated that cycle for two days. Really? I've never seen anything like that. Very good. Very Pretty good. But, cool. But you had the whole weekend to spend up there just watching the Masters. Watching the Masters, yeah. yeah I figured that's what you were going to be ending up doing up there. What did you think of the whole tournament? I liked it a lot, especially seeing Tiger uh, come back. He uh, he certainly was, was in pain. You could tell that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't score as well as he wanted to, but, uh, you know, he's... Uh, He's a perfectionist, and uh, you know, I, I'm. It's just a miracle he's he's, he's even, even playing. Out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, really absolutely. Is. So he got a nice standing ovation. Like, you know, didn't didn't did his worst round from what I understand ever at the Masters twice, but still got a standing ovation for even having just. Yeah, come when out he and, walked up eighteen the the final day Sunday, yeah, he really did. Yeah, it's a tearjerker for uh, yep. for those who love the game like you do. So uh, let's give a quick uh, shout out here to our men and women in uniform, Uh, give you our Wealth Guardian salute. Thank you for all that you do. First responders, you are in our thoughts. Your families are in our thoughts. Thank you. And Doug, uh, we mentioned this last week, and we're going to be starting this soon. We've always, as a tradition here at the start of every show, given out a uh, Wealth Guardian salute to our first responders and our men and women in uniform. But uh, we're going to start... giving out a specific we're going to dedicate each show to a specific individual and it's up to our listeners to reach out to us and give us the information of who they'd like us to salute on that particular day yeah uh we really do want to make this more personal to all of our listeners out there in the triad area so what we'd like for you to do is just email us and let us know who you would like to uh recognize and we'll get back to you with the data that we need uh, we'll also tell you uh, what uh, date uh, your uh, veteran or service uh, member or first responder is going to be recognized so that you'll be able to uh, make sure you listen. Uh, so just email us at info at thewealthguardians.com. I'd sure like to start getting a bunch of them so we can start recognizing some of these great folks out there. Absolutely. All right. Well, Doug, like you said, we're going to be doing the mailbag here this week, both segments, because we've got a lot of questions coming in. So should we just go ahead and get to it? Before we do that, I want to remind our listeners that we do have upcoming Social Security workshops. Do we really? They are right around the corner. And this is, you know, Social Security, this is a big topic on everybody's mind and every single a uh, month, there are folks rolling into that Social Security claiming period. So that be- runs between age 62 and 70. Now, this workshop is for anybody who is falling into that area. This workshop's for anybody who may be younger than that, who wants to learn. Even if you've already started your Social Security, 
if your age is between 62 and 70, you might want to come because there are things that you can do that you may not know about. So our first one is going to be on um, April the 21st. That's a Thursday at 6.30. It's going to be in Clemens at the Broyhill. Then we'll follow that one up the next Tuesday, the 26th, at 6.30. It's also going to be in Clemens at the Broyhill. All you have to do is uh, register by calling 336-391-3409, or then you can go on our website at thewealthguardians.com. There is an event tab at the top of the screen. Just click on that, and you can register right there for that event. So we uh, look forward to seeing you uh, at our next Social Security workshops. Our most, po- most popular uh, seminar that we do each year. All right, Doug, let's get started here, and uh, we're going to be starting off with Kenneth in Rural Hall, who writes to us and says, Doug and Bryce, I'd always assumed that I'd send my kids to an in-state college, but my daughter is very interested in a private school that costs, wow, six times as much. That's a lot more. Can I really justify that kind of expense for a college education? I'm skeptical that her education would really be six times better there. (laughs) What are our thoughts? Yeah, I've um, been there, done that. <laughs> yes, I have as well. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to do everything that you can do for your kids, especially when it comes to that uh, that college education. You know, my personal opinion, you know, they teach the same math at, uh, at Carolina mm-hmm. and East Carolina and App State as they do up at Harvard and Yale. I mean, so it's what you make of an education. Uh, is it worth it? I guess that's a personal opinion between you and and your daughter, you know, is her college experience uh, worth that uh, that kind of increase? I know college is way more expensive now than uh, than it used to be. Than it used to be, it's even, gone up higher even than for my kids. Uh, you know, I was right. very fortunate. My older son got a full Navy ride to the Citadel, and my younger son got some scholarship money. Uh, to the University of South Carolina. Now, that's one thing you might look at, especially if she's going to a private school. There are things out there that can help you defray some of that cost. We don't do college funding as a part of our practice. Uh, And if you'll give us a a quick email shout, Doug or Bryce at thewealthguardians.com, I'll refer you to one of our colleagues who does do uh, college funding practice, and maybe they can help you out a little bit. Yeah, there's ways to shelter some of your money so that you can qualify for more uh, scholarships or grants. And one thing, Doug, that I learned uh, after putting Aspen through college down at uh, Queen's University in Charlotte was that um, public schools are less expensive on the face, but their costs are more set in stone. There's not a lot of room for them to move around those prices. And Aspen wanted to go to Queens, and I thought, oh, God, it's a private school. Really? Look how much more expensive it is. But then I quickly learned after talking to some people, private schools have – there's no rules or regulations uh, down by the state, and they have all kinds of flexibility. And the scholarships that she got, uh, she she was close to a straight-A student, essentially. She had about a 4.0. She was in band. But she was able to get the cost down on that much lower at going to a private school than it was going to a state school. So it really depends. Don't just look at the face value. You've got to do some other digging as well, but there might be some room for that not to be, Kenneth, six times as much as a state school. Yeah, it might take you a little homework and some digging, but it's worth the while. It's worth the while, absolutely. All right, thank you for that question. Uh, We're going to move next to Jack and Clemens. And Jack says, Doug and Bryce, 
I've thought about meeting with a financial planner to plan my retirement, but I've never used a budget or anything like that. Should I use a budget for a few months before meeting with someone? Ah, Jack, I will, thank you. I will you. let you have that one. Jack, thank you so much for asking that question. Because when Doug and I sit down with somebody who comes in and they're ready to do a financial plan and see if they're ready to retire or when can they retire, how much can they spend in retirement, those type of questions, nobody wants to do that wrong. So they're trying to make sure they've got all their ducks in the row. Sometimes we have to uh, assign some homework because all of the data that we work with, it's numbers. It's uh, the software we use is a numbers software, and we have to have all the input in there to be able to give the right kind of answers to somebody. Uh, otherwise, if we're just guessing at numbers, then we're guessing at whether or not they're ready to retire. And that's not really what anybody comes to a financial planner for is they want to know for sure are they okay to retire. And Jack, the number one piece of homework that Doug and I have to assign to somebody mm -hmm. is... What is, your, what is your budget? What do you spend on a monthly basis? What is the difference between bills, your obligations, and discretionary spending? We don't want to tell you that, um, hey, as long as you spend just your bill money, uh, your obligations in retirement, you can retire now. We want to tell you that even spending the money that your discretionary spending, your, that, that occasional trip to Myrtle Beach or wherever you go, or going out to dinner or buying that uh, new used car every so many years, we want to be able to tell you that you're okay with that. So yes, 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 Jack, you need to have a budget. And yeah, it might not be fine-tuned, but do the best that you can. Don't, uh, don't come in and sit down with a financial planner and say, oh, I really don't know how much I spend uh, on a monthly basis. Let's just say between three and 5000 because that's not going to work. Between three and five thousand is not a number that's going to work. If we plan that you're spending three thousand dollars a month in retirement, hey, you might have five million dollars left by age ninety. If you tell us five thousand dollars, then you might run out of money by age seventy-five. It's it's the the math is that uh, is that sensitive? So. Yes, Jack, thank you for asking that question. We absolutely do want you to fine-tune that budget as much as you can and include in there the obligations and the discretionary spending. And boy, did this, uh, Doug, did this first segment really go by that quickly? It really is. It's almost uh, trivia time. It's trivia time. All right, let's do our weekly trivia question. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Doug, it's almost Easter. Happy Easter. Mm-hmm. What color were Easter eggs originally dyed, and why? Okay. <laughs> All right, that's our trivia question. We will be back after this. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Gray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne along with Doug Gray, and thank you for sticking around for the break. We are dipping into our mailbag, both the first segment and the second segment here, as our listeners have just flooded us with questions over the last month. Before we get to those questions and before we get to the trivia question, I've got a question for you. If you are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, have you done anything about that yet? If you haven't, then I'm going to ask you to give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We're the Wealth Guardians. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review of your current plan, and we're going to help you see if you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. We're fiduciaries, we're retirement income certified professionals, and we are retirement planners. Now... 
If you haven't done that already, again, the number 336-391-3409, or you can visit us at our website, thewealthguardians.com. Now it's time for the trivia question and see if we stumped Doug. It's time to get Doug's best guess for the Wealth Guardians trivia question of the week. Doug, the trivia question was, what color were Easter eggs originally dyed and why? All right. Uh, long shot here. Uh, I'm going to say purple or lavender. And the why is Easter is a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Savior of the world. So one associates King of Kings with the color of purple. Royalty color, right? The fabric. Uh, that's a very good guess. <laughs> I get a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good guess. By the way, do you know why uh, why robes were the purple is associated with uh, royalty? I do not. Because it was the most expensive dye. Ah. So only the only the royals could afford that dye. Garrett is in the studio with us as well. I'm looking over at Garrett. Do you have a, an answer for that one? So I was going to go around the same mindset that purple being the royal color, okay. Jesus Christ being the king of kings, and that they would adorn him with that type of color, but... Well, you got the second half right. You did okay. get the being associated with Jesus Christ. They were actually dyed red, and mm. the symbol was of his blood that blood he shed for he shed. us. Absolutely. Okay. There you go. Right. So mm-hmm. very good guesses we for close. both of you. You were close. But interestingly enough, this tradition was started in which country? Either of you? I don't know. Oddly enough? Dutch? No. Oddly enough, Ukraine. 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 So once again, in the news here at the Wealth Guardians, thank you, Ukraine, for starting that tradition. Mm. All right, now we're going to dip back into our uh, mailbag, and we're going to pull out a question from Tracy. And Tracy comes to us from Gumtree, and Tracy says, Doug and Bryce, I tend to cry anytime I talk about money. I don't really know why. That's just how I've always been. I've worried that I'll just end up working until I'm 80 because I'm too scared to sit down and put together a plan for my retirement. What would you do for a head case like me, Tracy? I'm sure you're not a head case. What you are going through, what you're experiencing, Doug, is somewhat common. I think it is, and I, I'm, I'm assuming she's exaggerating a little bit when she says cry. Probably very concerned, worried uh, mm-hmm. ab- about things. You know, Tracy, what I would tell you to do, it's, you know, you're sitting in a, you're kind of in a no man's land. You don't know right now. That's why you're concerned and upset. Find out. Wouldn't it be better to know if you have to work longer or harder and earn more money? Even if you know that, it's better to know it than not know it. Right. But you might get surprised once you go through the financial planning process, you might, oh, my gosh. Light bulbs come off. I can retire. Bryce, how many times have we seen that? Uh, we've seen that, uh, I'd say, I don't know, a majority of the time, but probably close to 50% of oh, the time. It happens so often. Right. Constantly, people are coming in thinking, oh, I've got to work till 70 or 72. Right. And then all of a sudden, they find out in our third meeting, you can retire today. Well, here's what I would tell Tracy. Tracy, you've already convinced yourself in your head. You've said this. I'm worried that I'll just end up working until I'm 80. So you've already convinced yourself of that. That's a pretty pretty bad case scenario. That's a pretty short uh, retirement plan if you're working until 80. So if you've already convinced yourself of that and we confirm that with you, then are, are you feeling any worse? Probably not. But if we tell you, hey, no, you only have to work till 75, 
well, then we've given you some pretty good news and we've added five years to your relaxation and enjoyment thing. So I really think that either way, based on what you've already got going on in your head, we're only going to be able to have you feeling better by the time you come out of it. So what you want to do is sit down with a retirement professional who can give you those firm answers. They'll ask you the right questions and uh, make recommendations, see how they can improve the situation for you and have you retire at uh, the most appropriate time for you financially. But Tracy, you do got to pick up the phone and call us at some point. Delaying it does not make your situation any better. Uh, so again, 336-391-3409 is the number to call. And we would love to sit down with you and see if we can uh, stop you from crying and maybe smiling a little bit. You know, Bryce, let me add this. There really is no reason for any of our listeners to go through life with that big question mark. The thing about it is what I'm saying is we're going to do the planning. We offer to do this planning for you absolutely free with no obligation. So don't go through life wondering. Come on in and let us do the work for you. Right, absolutely. There's only good news that can come out of it. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and we're taking listener questions for this segment. And we just took a question from Tracy the Crier in Gumtree, and now we're going to move on to Dave in Oak Ridge. And Dave says, Doug and Bryce, for decades, I've had laddered CDs so that I've had one maturing every single year, but interest rates being so low that they are now, I'm wondering if I have too much money in the bank. How much is too much? Hmm. Doug? Very good question. It is. And and our favorite answer is? It depends. (laughs) That's exactly right. You know, some people need uh, more money in savings than others. The rule of thumb is three to six months worth of living expenses. Mm -hmm. Laddered CDs were certainly a good strategy back in the day where you had a yield curve that went uh, as a normal normalized yield curve, but right now we've got an inverted yield curve. Talk about that for a second, Doug. Okay, so what's happened is with the threat of the Fed uh, going on a a rate increase uh, stance here for the next year or more, uh, short-term interest rates have already started to go up to the point where they're longer, higher than longer-term interest rates. And that's not supposed to be the way it works. That's not normal. And, And that's always been the precursor or the canary in the in the coal mine of a recession. So very March was a very interesting month. Indeed. If you watch the yield curve, uh, at the beginning of March, uh, the ten-year Treasury, which is the 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 uh, interest rate that everybody looks at, that's the benchmark. That's what your mortgage rates are built around, and so forth. It went from one point seven up to two point six which was a huge move for a month. I think it's over 2.75, touching 2.8 now. Uh, That was a big move for just a month or or so. So we're definitely in a rising interest rate environment. Uh, If I were you, I would not consider laddering CDs anymore. Uh, In fact, um, cash is a position. We're in a market right now where cash, uh, having a, a good amount of cash on hand, that might be a good place for you uh, because, you know, if you've listened to this show long enough uh, over the last year or so, I've been warning of a, of a rough year this year for the stock market. So uh, there might be better prices ahead to deploy that cash. That's absolutely correct. You don't want to lock yourself into something too low, Dave. And I'll just add to what Doug was saying. Your question is, how much is too much to have in the bank? 
really, Dave, determining that is going to be based on a few factors. One, your time horizon. When do you need that money? How long can it do until you plan on using that specific set of monies? Your risk tolerance. How much risk do you feel comfortable taking? How much risks? How much security do you want in your overall portfolio? And then your liquidity needs. Um, how 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 much unexpected. Uh, spending might there be in your particular situation. All of those things are something that a financial planner would bring to the table, as well as income. What are your other sources of income? Uh, all these things are factors that we have to consider when answering that question for you. Obviously, you didn't know to give us all that information in your question. We wouldn't expect you to. What we would expect you to do is to get a full answer to that. You'd want to reach out to us at 336-391-3409 so we can uh, ask you all the pertinent questions and give you an answer to that very important question. And speaking of uh, income, as I was talking about for a moment there, it's one of the factors that we have to understand. Doug, we've got a seminar coming up on April 21st, that's a Thursday, and April 26th, that's a Tuesday, and it's regarding one of the most pertinent forms of income that we all have in retirement, Social Security. Mm -hmm. Twice a year, about twice a year, we do our Social Security workshop. It's our most popular workshop that we do, and uh, it's now coming up uh, Thursday, April 21st, and Tuesday, April 26th, in Clemens at 6.30 p.m. at the Broyhill Building, where our offices are. If you would like to attend that, if you haven't already filed for Social Security or you're getting ready to retire and you have always just maybe assumed that you file for Social Security at the exact same time that you retire, that is a big misnomer. You do not do that. There's a lot of ways to file for Social Security, and they are not necessarily tied into your retirement date. And we want to help you figure out the most advantageous way for you to file. But you got to register for the event. It is free, but you do have to let us know that you're coming. And that is 336-391-3409. You can also register at our website, thewealthguardians.com. Go to the events tab and register that way. All right, Doug, we got time for one more here. And we're going to go to Catherine in Walkertown. And Catherine says, I've always heard people talk about the importance of life insurance but I never fully grasped the importance of it until my husband passed away unexpectedly last month at the age of 61. Catherine, sorry to hear that. And I got a check for $250,000 almost immediately. It's very comforting to know that the money is there, but now I don't know what to do with it. What would you suggest? Well, first off, I've just got to say, so sorry to hear for your loss. That's a terribly early age to... Uh to leave and and you know a lot of folks would tell you that when you have a traumatic event um, like this losing your spouse unexpectedly at such an early age don't rush into deploying that life insurance money just let it sit for a while six months or so give yourself some time to heal and get over the the emotion of this uh, it's going to be the one of the roughest times you've ever had in your life like I answered a question a moment ago, there's no reason, you know, to, to rush your money into any kind of investment right this moment. You know, cash is a position. So consider that. Um, maybe if, you know, you need to pay some bills off and things like that, it might be a good way to use some of this money. But, uh, you know, get over your loss is my best advice. Yeah, I think that I think I agree with that. And I would also mention, Catherine, your your question kind of ties into Dave's question previously 
about how much money is too much money to have in the bank. The, the answer to this question is going to, again, uh, be determined by some other questions. What are your liquidity needs? What are your legacy goals in this particular case? If, if this is just money you weren't expecting to have and now you have it, you might not need it to live on. So ask yourself, where would I ultimately like to see this money go? There might be some tax advantage ways of getting it to, whether it's your your beneficiaries, whether that's a church or a relatives. Uh, there's some questions to be asked along that line as well. Anyway, uh, Catherine, we do want to thank you for your question, and we do want to thank you for tuning in. That is all the time we've got this week. We want to wish you and everybody out there, your loved ones, a happy Easter weekend. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.